It's Not Your Fault is a podcast for parents, caregivers, and young people navigating the world and its challenges. Here's your host, Brandon Jones. Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to It Is Not Your Fault, the podcast where we look at teen mental health, helping parents, caregivers, and young people navigate the world that we live in. But before we dive into today's content and topic, let me tell you about my friend, Houston White. So Minneapolis holds a special place in entrepreneur and designer Houston White's heart. It is where he got his start. So whether it's launching the Get Down Coffee Company or his new Houston White for Target Collection, Houston takes immense pride in giving back and inspiring those around him. Watch Houston discuss turning passion into reality and the importance of lifting the community up on Target's exciting content series, Black Beyond, now playing on YouTube.com slash Target. So... Make sure you check that out after you check out today's podcast, because on today's podcast, what we're talking about is the fix me culture that a lot of mental health professionals and therapists receive when uh, parents and caregivers bring their young person to therapy. And I wanted to talk about this because this is something that we're probably going to touch on many different times over the course of this podcast, because a lot of parents want their child, quote unquote, fixed. They want the bad behaviors, the talking back, the eye rolling, the attitude, the isolation, the overconsumption of food. They want these things ended and stopped, and they want the therapist to be that magic ticket, that golden ticket that gets the job done. And it doesn't always work like that. And sometimes that type of attitude towards therapy, towards various different interventions can set up the young person for failure and the therapist and sometimes even the caregiver. So we're going to dive into that today because it's something that I heard. And and the reason why I wanted to bring this to you is because I was having a conversation with a frustrated parent a few days ago. And she reached out to me and she's like, Brandon, I don't know what to do with this boy. This boy is getting on my nerves. <laughs> Gotta talk to his dad. His dad doesn't know what to do. We are we are at our wits end with this young man. And this young man was 13 years old. He just started the eighth grade. Uh, and he hasn't really, he, he's not a bad kid. He hasn't started any trouble or anything. But they just seem like he's just very nonchalant. He's not as engaged. And um, I've had some conversations with her about her son before, and I've also talked to her to his father, her partner, um, about uh, him as well. And they're both kind of in this place of we need him fixed. So they were like, give us a therapist recommendation to fix him. We know you're busy. So we need you to find somebody to fix this boy. And my response to her was a response that I've had to have with a lot of parents when I practice clinically is that sometimes the things you want fixed, the behaviors you want fixed, it takes time and it's a process. And it's not about fixing because what therapy is set up to do is to help people figure out coping skills, better understandings, and more emotional control to, to quote unquote, help them fix themselves but I want to I want to change the, the the language around fix, because I think if we try to fix people, we're going to set them up for failure because we need to understand that fixing means we want to end to a solution. We want to reach a destination. But when you're in therapy, when you're part of you know various different therapeutic treatments, it's about the journey. It's not necessarily reaching a destination. It's about developing those coping skills so you can keep moving forward. So fixing a person is difficult because people are human beings. We have different life experiences. We have different worldviews. We have different responses to things. And sometimes those responses change when we have new information, 
better ways to do, deal with things, great support systems, uh, different output, outlooks on life as well. So I want us to really think about when we say we want something fixed with the human being, what, what are we really saying? And what those parents, what those caregivers are really saying, and even sometimes those young people, what they're really saying is they want some relief. They want to have a different outlook on life. They want to have a different outcome. And those are different types of things of saying fix something. And the reason why I said it sets us up, it sets the therapist up because now the therapist feels like they have to achieve a, a, a outcome or a goal that's pleasing to the parent, which means what? Which means you're overlooking the young person and what they're developing and going through because you want the parent to be uh, satisfied with the level of treatment or service that you're giving them. And then with the young person, it, you know, it doesn't do well for the young person because now the young person feels like they have to get to a certain place to meet the parents demand as well. So it's not about their healing journey and their process. It's really about what the parent feels is right. And if the parent is seeing um, the outcomes that the parent wants to see. And one of the reasons why it may set up the parent for failure is because the parent's perspective is they want, you know, whatever behavior to cease. They want it to just end and be over. And since that, since that's the case, you want it to end and be over. Uh, if you don't see that or if you see just a minimum of shift or change take place, you can get very frustrated very quickly. And this is one of the things that we have to be very mindful when we're approaching therapeutic treatment for a lot of different young people. So with that, I want us to, to change the narrative from fix to something else. So let's think about this. What could something else be? What could that something else be? What are we really saying when we say, let's fix me, this young person, fix my child? Well, we want to say, let's see this young person get better. That's one thing we can say. We can say, let's gain some skills so this person doesn't have to deal with this. Or we can say, how do we help this young person move beyond what's going on? Those are just three things that we can easily say to help us move beyond. And I and and this is so important in this particular day and time because of what's going on around us. A lot of people don't know what is affecting young people because there's not just one cause at this point. One thing that has happened over the past two years and a few months of the pandemic is that there's been multiple stressors that have been thrown into the lives of people and it's impacting everybody a little bit differently. And with young people, what we know is the way that they interpret and understand uh, and articulate their emotional states isn't always the clearest. Now, some young people can. They can tell you, you know, I don't feel good. I, I have a lot of anxiety. Or they can tell you, I'm depressed or I'm angry. I'm frustrated. But a lot of times, young people will act out what's going on. And when you have, you know, issues at school because your school lunch isn't, you know, as tasty or you don't have as many options or you've been isolated from your friends or the homework is too difficult and you're afraid to ask for help or your parents are arguing and fighting or you can't keep your room clean or you broke up with your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever, whatever young people are going have going on in their lives. That can be overwhelming. And if they don't have the words to articulate how to deal with that, they'll just act it out. And then when they act those things out, here you come as the parent and caregiver, you parachute in to save the day. And you say, you know what? We're taking you to therapy. <laughs> You're going to go talk to Brandon. You're going to go talk to Anissa. You're going to go talk to somebody who can help you move forward. 
And when you take them to therapy and you're like, I need this thing fixed. Well, there's so many pieces to that puzzle of what you want to fix. It's kind of difficult to know which one to address. So understanding is one of the key things for parents, caregivers, and young people to have about whatever particular issue or issues are going on with the young person. Because that's where we start is the awareness and understanding of what is going on. So once we figure out what the, what's happening or what are those multiple things that are happening, now we can address various different skills, coping skills and approaches to deal with those things. And once we approach those things, then we are able to move forward a lot better. Now, when we're moving forward and we're, and we're working on these things, it takes time. A lot of parents, they want that fix. They want that instant, that, you know, that microwave solution, that drive-through solution to therapy. And it doesn't always work like that. It takes time because, you know, a young person needs time to develop healthy relationships. They need time to understand what work they need to do. They need time to articulate to you what's going on. And you also need time as a parent and caregiver in order to, um, in order to kind of see the progress that's being made. Even though you want that quick solution, it's going to take time and some patience on your end as well. So as we continue to move forward, as as the coping skills and the understanding and awareness is developed through the therapeutic treatment, you will start to see things get better. Now, will they fix it? Maybe so, maybe not. But what you want to see is progression. And that's the key to all of what we're talking about is how do we help young people progress? Now, if you're a young person, and your parent is putting that pressure on you to be fixed in therapy and to get right and <laughs> to do better. How do you articulate to, to them, like, this doesn't feel good? What should you say? This is when you invite your parent into the therapeutic dynamic, into the therapy session. I would say, hey, you know, I would, I would communicate it to the therapist. Hopefully you built a relationship with your therapist or the f- person that you're working with where you can say, I would like my parent or my caregiver or parents or caregivers to join us for a session so I can talk to them about what's going on. Always feel free to use your therapist or your counselor as a buffer. They might not talk for you, right? They're not a vin- they're not you're not a ventriloquist dial. They're not going to sit you in their lap and talk for you, but they will help articulate the message back to your parent that you may feel uncomfortable to do. This is in your power. You have the power to do this. So utilize that person to be kind of a buffer or a third party to assist with the conversation. Make sure you you tell that person what you want to say so that they can uh, during the during the conversation, they can make sure that all your points come out because, you know, when your parents are in the room, it's a little different. Right. You may get a little anxious, a little nervous. You might not say all the things you want to say because parents usually dominate the conversation. So make sure the therapist is clear on what the things are that you want to articulate. Then once you get to that session and you're able to have that that communication, speak your mind freely, be respectful, though, don't go crazy on your parents. And hopefully the therapist is skilled enough to make sure that you're able to verbalize everything you need to and then get your parents perspective. So they kind of play like a referee in the middle of the conversation and dialogue that helps you now. Hopefully that conversation will end with some sort of resolution and openness where the parent and the young person or the parents and the young person can communicate with one another outside of the therapy space. So there's always a channel of dialogue in order for us to understand what is happening, what is going on. That's the goal. That's what helps with the fix it piece. Again, it is a journey is not a destination. It's going to take time and process as we go. Now, let's say you're a young person who might not have a therapist or a counselor. You might not be in that dynamic, 
but you still want to articulate to your parents what's going on. What I would say is lean into your culture. As a young person, you use technology. Find the best way that you can articulate yourself. That might be a text message. It might be making a TikTok video so you can express to your parent what's happening. You might also even want to just write them a note. I mean, that's not necessarily your culture these days, but handwriting a note is great. You might want to make them a video and send them a video message. You may even want to FaceTime your parent and just say, hey, there's a lot going on. I don't quite know what's going on with me, but I just want to let you know this is what's happening. Don't be afraid to talk to your parents. Your parents are there to help assist you and guide you. And if you have that relationship with them already built, great. But if you don't, this may be an opportunity for you to just say something's going on. I need a little help. And parents, when your young person comes to you and they let you know that something's going on, they need a little help. Don't panic. It doesn't mean that it's a call for crises. Not just yet. But what they're saying is they want you to know that they need a little assistance. And that's your cue sign to do something. So you're probably wondering, what should I do? Where should I go? How do I get help? Google's your friend. Always Google local folks within your area. But don't be afraid to reach out to me at ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. Uh, you can reach us there. If you need any tips or you need any referrals for therapeutic treatment, you can definitely go there. You can also find me at www.jegna.com. Org, that is jegna.org, where you can reach me for more referrals or other tips and tricks. You can always come back to this podcast and get some tips and tricks as we go. So, with that, I want you all to remember that you know you may not be the problem, but you definitely can be the solution and you can support the young people that are in your lives. But in order for you to be an effective factor, you have to take care of yourself as well. So with that, we're going to wrap up today's podcast and we'll see you again soon. So be sure to check us out. This is It Is Not Your Fault, a mental health podcast for understanding teen mental health. Take care. Get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. Start building a generational wealth with a $15,000 sign-on bonus and a meaningful career with great pay and benefits. Union Pacific Railroad is hiring train crew members in the Twin Cities area. No previous railroad experience is needed. We provide all the essential training, and you can get a free college education while working. Union Pacific connects communities in 23 states, hauling goods Americans rely on every day. Get your career on the right track with Union Pacific and apply today at up.job slash Minnesota. That's up.job slash Minnesota. There's a new way to get around in North Minneapolis. It's Metro Transit Micro, a new ride sharing service that connects you with Metro Transit bus routes or wherever you need to go on the north side. It's convenient, affordable, and accessible. Metro Transit Micro uses minibuses to reach more neighborhoods, and you'll have shorter wait times. It costs just the same as bus routes, and it's easy to use. 
You can pay your fare in cash, a go-to card, or the Metro Transit app. Just go to metrotransit.org slash micro. Download the app and create your account. It's really simple. So whether you're going to a friend's house in Bryn Mawr to watch the Vikings game, or you need to get dropped off at the Metro C-Line station to hop on a bus to get to work across town, Metro Transit Micro got you covered. Book a ride, get picked up, and get where you need to go. Start riding today on one of the new Metro Transit Micro minibuses. It's back to school time, and that means it's back to cooking breakfast for your kiddos and making school lunches. That's a lot of cracked eggshells and cut off sandwich crust. Now listen, before you think about throwing those food scraps away, think about recycling them. Ramsey County has a program that can help you do just that, and it won't cost you a dime. Ramsey County has a free food scraps recycling program that lets you collect stuff like apple cores, coffee grounds, and veggie scraps. Here's how it works. Put all those scraps into a compostable bag. Then once a week, drop it off at a free food scrap site by your house. And listen, I understand that life is busy, so if you can't get there once a week, just toss the bag in the freezer until you can find the time to do it. To locate a food scrap collection site near you and to get more information about the program, visit RamseyRecycles.com slash food scraps and tell your friends and family about it. Let's all do our part to help save the planet. 48 million Americans and 640,000 Minnesotans care for older parents and loved ones with disabilities, like my three autistic kids. We are the backbone of America's care system, but Lord knows we face a lot of challenges, which is why it's so important that we know what's at stake in this upcoming election. Join me and my friends from AARP on Wednesday, October 5th at noon. We're hosting an informational workshop online about what's at stake for family caregivers this election year. Sign up to be a part of this important virtual conversation at aarp.org mn. Together, we'll work to make sure family caregivers have our voices heard. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at UHC.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. And understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being. At General Mills, our table is your table. And we believe 
Racial equity, diversity, and inclusion are key ingredients for our success. Learn more about our work to inspire change at generalmills.com forward slash racial equity.